If you're worried about Jameis Winston, don't be, because he looks absolutely ready to get out on the football field as soon as possible. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the candidates that you want to talk to fast post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl thank you very much for being here for another live episode of locked on saints new orleans saints wrapping up their final practice before preseason comes to a close this friday against the los angeles chargers today we're going to be taking a look at some good health news for the new orleans saints why michael thomas not being present here recently isn't that much of a surprise but we're going to start off with Jameis winston who looks absolutely ready to be on a football field yesterday real quick want to say thank you to everybody that's here live in the chat uh who Jube, I see you. Carla, I see you with the Your Team Every Day. Who that Fury, I see you with the Your Team Every Day. Elijah as well. Don't forget to drop that Your Team Every Day in the chat. And of course, in the comments section below. If you're watching on YouTube, you could always tweet me at Ross Jackson Nola as well. You know, I love my community. I love our community here. So let's get it going. All right. So speaking of let's get it going, shut up, Ross. Tell me about the Saints. I got you. Don't worry about it. So Jameis Winston today uh, spoke with us after practice. And I got to tell you, this is a guy that's ready to be out on a football field. We were watching during Tuesday's practice yesterday, and one of the things that was really clear was that Jameis Winston was feeling it, right? He was running. He even slid at one point, kind of talked about it today. He was like, well, if there's any time to do it, might as well get it done now. No better time than now to check it out and see where he is with that recovery, right? So I think all of that is really important towards Jameis Winston's recovery. But what we have seen from him so far over the course of the last couple of days might be the best that we've seen him during camp and really just the last three days, honestly. And so when we spoke with him today, you could kind of feel it. And, and somebody asked him, hey, do you need to play in the preseason? And he immediately said, I want to. I want to be out there. And I think that's exactly the attitude you would expect from Jameis Winston in particular, but you would expect from what? Just about any starting NFL quarterback, right? They want to be out there with their team. But remember, Jameis hasn't been on a football field since Halloween day when they uh, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so since that injury, Jameis has just been itching to get back out on football field. A lot of people kind of like poked fun at the phrase, but one of the things that he talked about over the offseason was how much he didn't just miss football, he missed playing football, which means that just being connected to the game wasn't enough. He wanted to be playing the game, which I think is a very important statement. And you look at where he is now in terms of his recovery with the knee brace and, and now getting out of the pocket and running around a little bit, sliding, still finding ways to push the ball downfield, but also getting comfortable with that short and intermediate area area. I asked him about Alvin Kamara and kind of what his connection is with Alvin Kamara. And he said, Alvin Kamara is the best running back I've played with my entire life. 
<laughs> and that includes guys like Dalvin Cook and others. I mean, like Jameis has very high praise for Alvin Kamara and their relationship in terms of the way that they work together on the field it's clearly there, the chemistry between the two. I mentioned it yesterday, but I'm fairly certain if you've, and, and I did, I mean, I have charted all of the passes so far throughout training camp. I'm fairly certain that the running backs are the most targeted position when Jameis Winston's at or under center. And he's still finding ways to push it down the field and make these big connections and things like that. So the idea around Jameis Winston not being ready to open the season should be a thought of the past at this point. Jameis Winston is ready to start the season. The season could have started yesterday, and I think Jameis Winston would have wanted to be out on the field. (laughs) There's absolutely no doubt about that, right? And I think he could have been out on the field. We've just seen really good things from him so far. And now you have the connection that he has built up with Alvin Kamara, the connection that he was already building over the course of this offseason with um, uh, Michael Thomas, the chemistry that he's already built with Chris Olave. He said basically everybody's got a good relationship with Chris Olave at that point. The kid just has a way of getting open and being available, right? He already has good chemistry and a good connection with Taysom Hill, with Adam Troutman, who's still been out of practice over the course of the past couple of days. But don't worry, the Saints got some really, really good injury news, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But it's all been good signs so far when it comes to Jameis Winston. So, you know, look, I think I've had a lot of conversations with people about kind of the perception of the New Orleans Saints nationally, right, outside of just the city of New Orleans. And I think there's a big difference and there's a a bit of a disconnect in terms of how those folks feel about the New Orleans Saints and how those of us that watch them on a day in and day out uh, pace, how we feel about them. And I think we're all a lot higher on this team because we're seeing the work that is coming through. I had somebody tweet me the other day, you know, about like, well, the Saints aren't going to go anywhere until they figure out if their $100 million tight end, Taysom Hill, can even get back out on the field, which goes to show you just like how much people aren't paying attention, right? How much people miss when they're not in the building. A, that's not how Taysom Hill's contract works, and I'm still baffled that people think it is. Uh, and B, Taysom's been back out on the field. He's back out there doing team drills today. So, you know, just kind of those little things that happen all the time that are, I, I like to try to put a little bit more context to that it's not that simple, right? It's not just that, oh, Jameis Winston had an ACL tear and now he's not going to be good and Andy Dalton's going to start the season. That's clearly not the case. Not only is Jameis Winston going to start the season, but Jameis Winston is better, ready to be and looks like he's about to be the best version of Jameis Winston that we've seen so far throughout his career. And that was a pretty dang good one that they marched out on the field last year. They went 14 and three in terms of a touchdown interception ratio, had his highest touchdown percentage, lowest interception percentage. It was up there in terms of passer rating and certainly led the league in red zone passer rating last year. So I think that they're in a situation here to where the casuals. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Rose City's got it. But so I think that you're aware of really where uh, Jameis Winston actually is mentally going into the 2022 NFL season. A uh, real quick play of the day. Uh, Marquez Calloway. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Jameis and Marquez have a really good connection. Obviously, they already have like the handshake. They do the hug before practice. Go be great. All of that stuff. Um, I like football too. Uh, scoreballs. I really love football. And so one of the things that we saw today early on in team drills was Marquez Calloway working in, I believe it was DeMarcus Fields that was in coverage. I'm trying to grab that one out of my memory bank for a second, but I believe it was DeMarcus Fields in coverage number 39. Um, 
Marcus Callaway pushed vertical up the left sideline and Jameis Winston placed a beautiful back shoulder pass uh, to him as he pushed up and Marcus Callaway was able to turn around, just sky up and over to Marcus Fields and then come down, land on his back, kind of came down pretty hard actually, but got right back up. It was great uh, and ended up with uh, a huge completion down that left sideline. So really, really good stuff there. And I'll also throw in that... um, they ran two two-minute drills at the end of practice, one led by Jameis, one led by Andy Dalton, which tells you Jameis may be seeing a little bit of playing time uh, going into this Friday matchup against the Chargers. Certainly, we'll see, right? Nothing's nothing's in stone at this time, but it certainly looks like it. And so with that, um, both of those drives were capped up by Will Lutz field goals, one of 57 yards, one of about 31 yards. So good stuff there that you see from uh, from Will Lutz. All right, coming up next, let's update you on all the great health news that we got about the New Orleans Saints. Remember, it was a list of 15 yesterday that weren't present this week or today on Wednesday, only three. Really, really good stuff for the New Orleans Saints and where they're headed in terms of health. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you in part by LinkedIn. Don't forget to get your questions in the chat for the uh, episode later on tonight while I'll tell you about this, by the way. As you're gearing up for the fall, You might need people on your team that's going to help you get your small business firing on all cylinders. In order to help you do that, you're going to want to check out LinkedIn because LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to talk to the people that you want to faster and they do it for free. So you can create a job posting in minutes over at LinkedIn Jobs and then you have access to a network of over 810 million people. Think of 810 million things right now. You can't. That's how many it is, right? You can think of the, you can think 810 million. I certainly can, but picture 810 million things. You can't. That's how many people you're missing. That's how many people you're, you're, you're accessing through LinkedIn. It's really cool. And outside of that, you're also looking at opportunities for screening questions, uh, other simple tools that make everything really easy. It's super easy then to be able to focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so that you make sure you're, you're interviewing top level candidates. And that's what LinkedIn does so well, ranked number one by small businesses in delivering not only quality hires, but those quality hires versus the number of leading candidates that they provide as well. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the the candidates that you want to talk to now faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 4 million people visit LinkedIn that are job seekers? Absolutely astounding numbers. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints lots of good news for the new orleans saints when it comes to injury news and health news again i appreciate y'all very much for joining us for another live episode and for making us uh your first listen of the day every day don't forget next week on april on august 31st you're going to start to get our ultimate pro football preview 2022 over on our ultimate feed you just search that phrase wherever you get your podcast and it'll pop up starting on monday uh, and of course you're going to be able to find all that over in the Lockdown nfl channel as well so uh going out through today one of the things that you know you, you kind of walk in at the beginning of every practice and they hand you one of these uh for those of you that are watching on video and, and for those of you that are and it's just like a little piece of paper here that has like information. It's got a roster that's in numerical order, but also alpha, alpha, alphabetical order. That was hard to say on the opposite side. And then it's got like information about positions and height and weight and all the other stuff. So you walk in, 
you have that sheet of paper and then you're kind of just checking off the numbers that you see. That way you kind of know, okay, this player was present, this player, this player wasn't present. Yesterday's had a lot of circles on it. Circles for me means that they are not here. I haven't seen them yet. And then if that remains circled by the end of practice, then I know they haven't, they weren't there at practice. So you circle all those. We had about 15 of them circled. Today, three, only three players circled. So if we look back at yesterday's list, which was a long, long list, uh, let me update you on not only the players that returned, but also kind of what they did uh, in their return. Because everybody's participation kind of varied based upon um, you know where they are in their injury return. So uh, wide receiver Traquan Smith was back at practice today. He participated in everything, uh, walk through, um, position drills, routes on air, team drills. They didn't even do seven on seven drills today. They went straight into team drills. And he also participated in two minute drills as well. Um, he had a tough moment during, let me see if I have it real quick. Um, it was a tough moment that I believe was during Jameis Winston's led, um, uh, what do you call it? Two minute drill to where he was targeted downfield. Oh no, actually it was during Dalton's two minute drill. Uh, so he was targeted downfield, was open about 30 yards downfield, about the four yard line. The pass was thrown from about the 34 and he kind of made a diving attempt at it. It hit him right in the hands, bounced off and then almost landed in the hands of Paulson Adebo, who Paulson Adebo, if he could have kept his hands on two passes today, would have had two interceptions. Instead, he ends up with a couple of passes defense and at least two pass breakups. He had a great day today. Um, so just a note on Traquan Smith, who, you know, might be a guy that's a little bit more on the bubble than people realize that he is, um, wide receiver, Kevin white was not back at practice today. Of course he was moved to injured reserve yesterday. We don't yet know what that ailment was, but we do know that he is on injured reserve. So his season is over unless he's released with an injury designation at some point. Linebacker Pete Werner was back at practice. He was there for, uh, for he, we, we saw him during walkthroughs, but he didn't participate in walkthroughs. He was kind of off to the side, but he was present, which is really, really good news. Same thing for cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, present, off to the side, observing, kind of a spectator for the day. Good news. Same thing for Dwayne Washington, PJ Williams, Annalante Taylor, and, and uh, Chase Hansen. All back today, just off to the side, watching, not participating. A lot of the reasons why these guys aren't participating is because many of these guys are already locked in on the roster or you already know what's going on with them, right? Pete Werner's not going anywhere. Marshall Lattimore's not going anywhere. Dwayne Washington's done a good job for himself, but he's going to miss now two of the, of, of the three preseason games. That might be a little bit of a factor for him. PJ Williams ain't going nowhere. Alante Taylor ain't going nowhere. Chase Hansen, you kind of already know what you've gotten him. Cesar Ruiz was back and participated. Again, walkthroughs, position drills, and team drills. So he was there. Ryan Ramchek back, walkthroughs, position drills, team drills. He completely participated. James Hurst back, did not participate in team drills, didn't participate in uh, position drills. He was off to the side spectating. And then Carl Granderson, I'm fairly certain that I saw, but I'm going to say I didn't, but I'm fairly certain that I saw him doing some work in like athletic gear, not in a jersey, which is why I'm not going to count him as present anyway, off to the side doing some work if I understood who I was looking at correctly. I was on one side of the facility. He was on the other corner of the facility. And that's at least a football's worth of length. All right. So I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily, if I definitely saw him, but I saw somebody that looked like a Carl Granderson build running up and down the sidelines. So, you, you know, count that if you want to. I'm not counting it, but I'm just letting you know. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I saw me some Carl Granderson today. So why is this all important? Well, this means a couple of things. Uh, first of all, those are big names for the New Orleans Saints to have back, like Marshawn Lattimore, Pete Werner, Chase Hansen, uh, Ryan Ramchick, uh, James Hurst. 
big, big, big pieces to have back for your team. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to see them on Friday. In fact, as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I don't want to see Marshawn Lattimore on Friday. Save him. Save him. You already know what he can do. He's fine. Right? He's got a huge gauntlet of wide receivers to stay healthy for and go up against in 2022. So I ain't worried about that. But great to see him there right? Great to see him as a part of it all, along with some of these other guys. So it's good injury news. The other thing I think it tells you is that for some of these guys, it's kind of just maintenance, the reason why they haven't really been around very much over the course of the past couple of days. More than it, you know, outside of it just being kind of like big, bad injuries and things like that, for some of these guys, it very well might just be maintenance stuff. And this might just be a product of the addition of Matt Rea, potentially I'm speculating here. Some of these guys had sort of these smaller, like soft tissue things, twinges and cramps and tweaks and things like that, that Matt Ray was like, bah, bah, bah. we're not messing around with that, right? Remember, Matt Ray's um, um, kind of approach has been described as avant-garde. And some of that might be, hey, you ain't practicing today, because if you practice today, you might very well hurt yourself. We don't know if that's necessarily the case, but wouldn't be surprised because a huge big piece of what he did for Alabama was help them reduce their soft tissue injuries by 50% once they bought into his practices. But buying into his practices does become a very, very big part of his ability to be able to impact. So good news, having a bunch of players back. Now, we did not see Michael Thomas. We did not see Adam Troutman. And I'm just saying that we didn't see Carl Granderson because I don't want to think I saw Carl Granderson and then not actually have seen Carl Granderson. Not seeing Michael Thomas at this point in the offseason actually is not that surprising. And I'm going to tell you why as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Make sure you get your questions in the chat so that I have those questions to ask in the third part of tonight's episode, the pre-recorded part. So we'll get to that. Make sure you're dropping those in the chat while you're getting those in. Let me tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, our exclusive online betting partners here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source for all sports wagering information, sports wagering podcasts, articles, trends, actions, odds, lines, props, everything that you need they've got for you over at bet online to help you put a little bit of skin in the game get in on the action and have a little bit of fun embracing the sweat this 2022 nfl season but if you don't feel like betting on football or your favorite team the new orleans saints you can also check out their nba odds mlb nhl whole bunch of stuff there they even got esports golf and combat sports as well. I went on there not too long ago because I was checking out the national championship odds for the 2022 college football season as we're rolling with our college football preview right now, which is a joint presentation of Locked On and Odyssey. And they've got some really interesting ones. You can actually pick Alabama or any other team in terms of odds as opposed to picking a specific team. So really cool stuff. Or you can pick a specific team. If you're like me and you believe really highly in the Miami Hurricanes for some reason, I don't know, it's just who I feel like I'm high on this year. Maybe that's worth going to take a flyer on uh, before those odds begin to creep out of reach. Go ahead and check them out. Bet online where the game starts. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. I appreciate y'all very much for being here for another live episode. We're rocking 260 strong in the chat. Go ahead and hit that like button. Do all that good stuff. If you if, if, if you don't mind supporting the channel and if you like what we're doing here, make sure you go and check them out. So I want to um, look now at the, the guys that weren't present for practice on, uh, on Wednesday. What day is it? Wednesday, yes. Uh, because it's... It, 
it's not a surprise to me that Michael Thomas isn't in practice right now. Let's go back to what I was just saying. Matt Rea, who the Saints hired this past offseason to be their new director of sports science. Now, the New Orleans Saints have always done this. They've always kind of been at the forefront of these kind of innovative practices when it comes to health and safety, right? Like the Saints were the first team to partner with Zebra Technologies to introduce Zebra Technologies into their practice uh, kind of protocols to make sure like, hey, this guy's working too hard, right? There was a, there was a thing, I can't remember the name of it. I have to go back to, to my notes from when I talked to them in Mobile earlier this year. But, you know, Reggie Bush was taking like way too many snaps at one point during practices. And then they introduced Zebra Technologies to it. They were able to log how many snaps he took. And they were like, geez, this dude's got to sit down for a little while. And so they ended up, you know, pulling back on his practice participation, which ended up creating a little bit more of a healthy process for him. Sometimes NFL teams will get into a situation to where without realizing it, they end up overworking players to a point to where they do become a little bit more injury, higher injury risk, or do suffer injuries by the end of all of it. So the Saints did that back in the day, way back in the day. They were the first team to do it. Now a bunch of teams use zebra technology. Zebra technology you see all the time. Like anytime that somebody like scans something at, you know, when you go to the grocery store or whatever, that's probably a zebra technology scanner. But they're also involved in football quite a bit. So the, the Saints have had a long running history of doing this, finding ways to be more innovative in terms of keeping their players healthy. Matt Rea represents that in this, in today's NFL. What he's done so far over the course of his career, all he's done has mitigated injury risk. That's what he's done his entire career. Chris Carter, all he did was score touchdowns. Matt Rea, all he does is mitigate injury risk, <laughs> minimize uh, injury risk. And when you talk to some of the guys about like what he has brought to them, one of the things that he, he that people will tell you is that they've made their quality that he's made their quality of life better away from football as a whole, just in understanding like how to better take care of themselves, how to better take care of their bodies, all this stuff. They do they're doing this thing. It's called it's like bilateral work. Try to work something on their left leg, work something on their right leg, be able to tell from that if they're a little bit like if there are any deficiencies in one leg over the other, and then base all of their work for that day on trying to either strengthen that side or keep the pressure off of that side. So if one wide receiver is lining up on the right side too much and therefore is bursting off of their right leg a little bit too much throughout practice, they'll move that receiver to the left side, have him take some slap, some steps from over on the opposite side so that he's working off of his left leg instead and he's cutting off of his left leg on in-breaking routes and things like that. Like it's that intricate in terms of what they're doing. So when you see Michael Thomas not currently at practice after hearing that he's dealing with a hamstring injury, there's two things to kind of take into consideration. What is Matt Reyes' specialty? Soft tissue injuries. Hamstring. Makes sense. That aligns. The other thing is how important Michael Thomas is to you, right? You didn't have him at all last year. What did that wide receiver core look like? You didn't have a wide receiver go over 800 receiving yards. You didn't have a single player go over 800 receiving yards last year. Now, there were a lot of other factors. The receivers were injured. The tight ends were injured. The quarterbacks were injured. I understand. But losing out on Michael Thomas absolutely impacted what you were able to do as a floor in 2021 when it came to your wide receiver core and your passing game. That's why they ended up with 32nd in passing yardage and only 30th in passing attempts. So in 2022, if you're like, hey, my hamstring kind of a little, I'm feeling a little tight right now on the on the the right thigh 
let me let me sit down for a little while. And Matt Ray is right there saying, yeah, in fact, sit down for the week, potentially. Again, I'm speculating. But seeing how well the New Orleans Saints have handled getting Ryan Ramchek, they've been so disciplined in terms of their plans. They had a plan for Ryan Ramchek. What has Ryan Ramchek done the last two days or, or today? Fully participated in practice. Fully. Marcus Davenport, they had a plan for him. What has Marcus Davenport done the last two days? Fully participated in practice. The New Orleans Saints have had their plans, their sort of regimen for all these guys coming back from injury. The idea that Michael Thomas is not going to play in Friday's preseason game is not a stretch. We already kind of know that without knowing it, right? No one has said it officially. So of course, we'll never say never, but it's pretty clear. He didn't practice all week. He ain't playing in no preseason game on Friday against the Chargers. Like all good. Well, let's get a look at the rest of the wide receiver core to see who's going to be able to get a roster spot and get a job going into 2022 instead. Not a big deal. So on top of all that, you already know who Michael Thomas is, what Michael Thomas has brought you. You've seen it all practice. He's been outstanding all throughout training camp. So when you have a guy like Matt Rea, who's able to say, okay, soft tissue injury, chill out. Let's Let's not cause any frustration here. Michael Thomas has worked so hard to come back from the ankle injury. You think he really wants to deal with a hamstring injury going into 2022? No, absolutely not. So I think that some of this in terms of what we have seen from Michael Thomas over the course of practice and then not seeing him over the course of his week might just be precautionary. And again, we'll never say never, right? We don't know for sure and everything. It can be worst case scenario. It can be best case scenario in anywhere in between. And there's a lot of in-betweens there. But I'm just going to say I'm not very surprised that Michael Thomas isn't, hasn't participated this week in practice. If there is a little bit of a hamstring concern there, shut him down. See you in the regular season. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I, think I got a little bit more heated than that. A little bit more heated about that than I expected. All right. Let's get to today's lanyard. Um, and I'm a little excited about today's lanyard. I, I love doing these. I keep saying that. And, and for those of you that have, that have been correcting me, I'll also say it for you. Today's lanyard. I'll say, I'll say it both ways for you, okay? I grew up in New Orleans. I spent some time in Lafayette. I didn't grow up in Lafayette. Leave me alone. Cut me some slack. Uh, today is a day that Marcus May's um, court date was rescheduled. So perhaps we'll know soon, and we might already know. I've been recording for 25 minutes. Let me make sure that, uh, <laughs> that I haven't missed any big news here. It doesn't look like it. Uh, so we'll find out pretty soon, hopefully, about whether or not Marcus May is going to be suspended for any part of the 2022 NFL season. Now, if his um, if his court date ends up getting postponed again, then that's more good news for the Saints, more good news for Marcus May. But as of right now, it's something to keep an eye out on over the course of the next couple of days is if we start to hear about the sentencing and the wrapping up of the legal process. And that would mean that the um, kind of, I guess, discipline from the NFL would be on its way soon. So just something to keep an eye out on. If the New Orleans Saints end up losing Marcus May for what I would expect to be three games at any point this season, Dennis Allen has already talked about how deep they are at safety. And, and if you look at the names, they are Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, and you've got PJ Williams, who's been in this offense for years at this point. JT Gray also has been on the, uh, I said offense, on the defense for years. Same thing with JT Gray, right? But then you've also now got Justin Evans who's a big part of this. Daniel Sorensen is there as well, but I, I still look at him a little bit more as like a special teamer than an actual defensive piece that they would utilize. But if Marcus May is suspended to open up the season, then Daniel Sorensen making the roster isn't a bad thing for your team. He just 
you know, he's good on special teams. And so you get that for three games. And then once Marcus May comes back, then you probably make a decision about Daniel Sorensen at that time. Saints were also really high on Bryce Thompson, uh, but un- unfortunately had the, uh, the, the, I'll just call it leg injury. That's all that I know at, at the moment. So the Saints are in a good spot. I expect to see Justin Evans on the field a lot more. Expect to see PJ Williams on the field a lot more if Marcus May is out uh, to open up the season. But it's not the end of the world, but at least we know now that there is resolution potentially on the way, assuming that today the trial actually happened. Marcus May was at practice today, so he probably had a proxy or had you know somebody else deal with that. He's on the defense in that case, so he doesn't necessarily have to be there. So as long as his representation took care of it, then good news for Marcus May. So we'll see. Uh, y'all so rude. Uh, so we'll see what it is uh, going on with Marcus May, hopefully in the next few days. All right, y'all. Coming up later on today, I'm going to tell you about some of the other highlights throughout Wednesday's practice, and then we'll start to dig into a little bit of a 53-man roster projection going into Friday's game. What I'd like to do is offense first, so we'll split it up offensive line as well as um, you know skill position players, and then do defense for uh, the Friday episode. So that's kind of the hope in terms of what I'd like to do over the course of the next couple of days. And of course, I want to answer your questions. So make sure you get your questions in the chat as we wrap it up here. I appreciate y'all, as always, for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints, making us your first listen of the day and dealing with whatever this is that's been on my head probably this entire episode. So there we go. There's some fun for you. I appreciate y'all, as always, for making me a part of your day. Make sure you go and check out Locked on Fantasy Football, Locked on Dynasty Football to help you get ready for your fantasy drafts, doing all of our top 10 position rankings here over the course of the next few days. Uh, as always, I appreciate y'all for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine, saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around these episodes, around your New Orleans Saints, Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.